You are listening to the Big Top Podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Amy Seifert, and my other host and just dear friend, Lori Brittenham, will close out our show. But friends, here's the thing. I just turned 40, right? The Big 4-0. Our podcast is also one year old. We're over 25 episodes. So this is just all the birthday fun. So we need to talk about what has happened this past year. We need to talk about our birthdays. We talk about our Enneagram number and my little crisis with what I am. By the way, what are you? Send us your Enneagram number. We want to hear more. Um, We need to talk about our regrets this past year and just some things we have both been learning. So this one is just, it's just a treat. It's just Lori and I talking, sharing our thoughts. We're laughing. We're learning. We're looking back. And these things are so important for us to do. We want you to join us. We think you're just going to love our episode, our birthday episode today. So enjoy the show. All right. We are back on the big top and <laughs> already laughing. We're already laughing. What are we even doing today? Lori, you're podcasting in the corner over here. How's it going? Pretty good. After this, I'm going to go get myself a waffle. Oh my gosh. And have some lunch. Wait, I think, are the waffles sponsoring us today? Who, who makes waffles? <laughs> the Belgian Waffle Company. <laughs> no, but we should get them to sponsor us. I know, we should. No. How's it going over there, Abe? Bowling Green? It's great. It's a Tuesday in the summer in July, and I love the summer. It's awesome. I know. What have you guys been doing? You look tan. Do I? Yeah. You know what? We just spent, we go to the pool all the time, and my parents moved to a house with a pool. That They've is- moved houses? Yeah, for real, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought they put a pool in. No, they moved. I did not know that. They moved. You're blowing my mind on air. <laughs> yeah, my parents just moved a couple months ago. They moved Wait. from downtown Toledo to Rossford. They're closer and they have a pool. Wait, why though? Downsizing. No. That's and that's, a, the, you're I'm telling you, that's the best thing to do to us when I'm 40 and they're in like their 60s to do that now, you know? Oh, Yeah. It's I know you've been like living at the pool. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's great. New information. You got anything interesting? A move. Um, anything interesting? No, just summer. We've been camping, making oh. s'mores. Wait, for real camping? Because I want to talk about camping. For, on this for real camping. Wait, with like a tent? Well, no, a camper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. A- it's a camper. <laughs> Definitely still camping. But that's, but with a camper, it's kind of great. I want to do like with a tent in the ground. Yeah. We've done it. Do you like Have it? Have you ever done it? I've never done it. You know what? I feel like I don't want to like it, but I do like it. Like, I, I feel like I, I should think it's dirty, but I kind of like it. <gasps> There's something new in my life that I should feel is also dirty. But oh I- boy. <laughs> do tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of our questions that we'll talk about today. But wait. Wait, speaking of questions, I got a would you rather for you. All right. All right. You ready for this? Yep. Would you rather have every shirt that you ever wear be kind of itchy Ugh. or 
only be able to use one ply toilet paper. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, one ply for sure. We already use one ply in our house. <laughs> <laughs> we are on a budget, people. <laughs> You're like, it's normal. I don't care. Yeah, I use one ply. You just use a little extra. So it's fine. Okay. Bottom I don't, line. I don't want an itchy shirt at all. It's like just kind of though. Mm-hmm. You don't even want kind of. Nope. I don't want anything to do with it. What about you? Yeah, I would go with the one ply toilet paper. I just think you can just wash your hands if it gets crazy. Is it getting crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you ever felt like one ply doesn't do it? Uh, well, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, if I'm in like a bathroom stall, like they're in our stall at my office is often one ply. And I'm like, oh, all right. I just have to use a lot. Use so a lot. I feel, I feel like you're either using a lot or you're using less and it's two ply. You know what I mean? Pick your poison. That's fair. That's fair. We got to reevaluate our budget on that. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want an itchy shirt. That sounds terrible. It's itchy shirt. Um, so listen, it's been a minute since we've podcasted. It's been a couple minutes. All right. <laughs> Because we've had so many things go on. We've been trying to find a little rhythm with your awesome new job and just summer in general. And I turned 40, which feels like sort of the big thing. How do you feel post 40? I thought I would be a little bit more melancholy about 40, but I'm actually like 40 seems great. You know, I feel like full possibility in front of me. Well, tell me more. Why? Well, do you remember, I don't know if this was with your parents or the parents of our listeners, but when my parents were, turned 40, it was like Grim Reaper balloons. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> What was with that? And like I black. Over the hill, the, right? Over the hill, like obnoxious. Where I think our, like, our generation has turned to be like, dude, 40 is the next best thing. Like, you know who you are. You're going to, you, it's the age of influence. You're not questioning, you know you're not insecure. I mean, I think I'm like, we're humans. That's going to be a thing, but yeah. less yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel like there's opportunity in front of me when it comes to 40, not death and graves and the grave. <laughs> that was a weird phenomenon. <laughs> no. Why did that ever happen? I don't know. It was like turning 40 in the eighties yeah. was the yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. Glad. You're rocking 40. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you got all kinds of new beginnings at 40. Yeah, I'm trying to finish up this book, get it to edit, so it'll come out in April. It's just going to be fun. So fun. Um, so, I mean, I get reflective on my birthday, you know. And I know, you do like a journal, right? I do the journal. And it was a year ago that we started our podcast, too, remember? I do remember. So, been podcasting for a year. But here's my question, and we can, we can each talk about this. When you think about this past year, what is something that you have learned either by yourself, in life, serious, silly, whatever. Yes. I have learned that like being myself is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. I mean, before we started recording, you and I were talking about this a little bit pre-show, but I feel like in the last probably five, 10 years, especially in like my faith journey, Mm -hmm. I, and this is not to be an indictment on church or faith or Christianity. However, in my experience, I have felt like my faith have asked me to shrink back and be less than who I am. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know if that's even true or not. I don't know, but that's how I feel. Feeling it. You're my feeling experience it. It. It's my experience. Yep. So I feel like I'm finally 
feeling alive in myself. Like I don't have to be quiet. I don't have to be long-term commitment. I mean, I think that those are good things for sure, but I, yeah. I, I'm finding like my identity and who I am versus trying to be somebody that the church is telling me I should be. Mm. That really is like where I'm, I'm learning this, this past year, especially the last couple of months. Yeah. I don't that's, know. Does that make sense? It's really cliche, but I don't think it's cliche. But maybe that's why you end up in your forties where you have this like age of influence security. Like I feel like my thirties have been really finding myself and then yes. being comfortable with it. Yes. And let's talk about that. Even like we've, you and I've gotten into the Enneagram as of late mm-hmm. and as a seven, which is what you are, I feel like that rings, that can ring true to, for you, you know? Yeah. I think like freedom. Totally. Like the seven is often called the adventurer or the enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And I have felt often like my adventurer, especially is too much for people. Stifled. Too much stifled, slow down, stop mm-hmm. jumping from thing to thing. Da, da, da. And all those things are true. I, I value commitment. I'm not yeah. saying that. However, you're married. I also, like you value it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But, but I think adventure is a really good thing. Totally. So I want to like lean more into that. Yes. We, yeah, we need that. We need you. We need that. I'm just learning what it means to be fully alive. I think in a lot of ways. I love that for you. I mean, I'm 32. I should figure no, this out. No, I feel like this is the thing, right? You're into your motherhood. You're into career. Like, yeah, that makes like a ton of sense. Well, and I remember like turning 30. I don't know who like our listeners demographic necessarily, but I remember turning 30 and thinking, I don't care anymore. Like in a good way. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I care less about people's approval and opinions mm-hmm. and I'm leaning into that more. Like, yes. And so I'm going to be, I'm going to be who I feel like God really created me to be. I love that. It's really and- freeing. Yes. What about you? What do you learn this past year? Well, um, I mean, this is what I alluded to, like that I used to think was like yucky, yeah. dirty. And I kind of, I think, I like mayo. Oh. I need to just nope. say, I'm, <laughs> I refuse. I need to, I've learned I like mayo, Lori. Well, I know. You and I were in solidarity on this one. A hundred percent, because it's jiggly. What happened? Bro? I can't even, I can't <laughs> even, I am not. I am not here for this. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. One Jimmy John's Unwitch changed my life. I'm going to vomit. Nope. Nope. I love yeah. a good Unwitch. I don't I want an, mayo on it. I had an Unwitch with mayo and I thought. Was it like what? a mistake? Uh, no. I put it on there because I was like, why did I put it on there? I don't even know. I did it. And then I was like, oh, that just kicked this sandwich up. Several uh, notches. I, I honestly, my, I'm a little weak in the knees. That sounds to be funny. I'm my a little. Hus- <laughs> my husband was like, "What's coming out of your mouth right now?" I was like, "Well, first I have mayo in my mouth. Secondly, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I know I'm 40 and I like mayo. That's what I'm, that's my declarative statement. But <laughs> I mean, good for you. But <laughs> yeah, Lori, I'm co- I'm I'm discovering things about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me eight years. Maybe I'll like mayo. That's just when you turn 40, oh. I like mayo. I know. No, but the for real thing that I think that I'm uh, learning is well, we talked about this on one episode of the podcast. I really was convinced I was an eight on the Enneagram. Yeah. So I think this happens to people. They have some crisis around what they are on the Enneagram. And I highly recommend it. You do too. I know you do. Um, Annie F. Downs podcast on the Ennea summer. She's, they do, they're doing a, a number um, each week and talking about it. But when they were talking about the three, I was like, oh no, I'm a three. 
Like I was in between an eight and a three and then the three tipped me over. And that's been so freeing to realize that my basic fear is being worthless, like worthlessness, not mattering. And how I then will hustle for my worth and need to like perform and show, like, look at all the things. Um, and then having like my core message, my heart's message is that I am loved simply because of who I am. Mm. Simply by being, being me, not show, performing things. <sighs> I cried during the three episode on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I cried seven for sure. Wait, so talk a little bit more about that. Well, how is that changing your everyday life, like realizing that. Yeah. Um, on the spiritual side for my relationship with God, it's been huge because one of the things that I am embracing is that all of Christ's accomplishments are now mine. Um, and that's freeing. I, the perfect work has already been done. I don't have to make up any more work to be loved. And I think my often perfectionism, I can associate with being loved if I'm perfect, which is never really. So what is this like hamster wheel I'm on? So I find a lot of freedom in being humble and human and um, accepted for being human. Does it help you rest or what does it help you do knowing that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. It helps me rest. It helps me take the pressure off myself. That's good. Um, Because even I've got some speaking engagements coming up and my first thought is I need to be, I mean, I really think this, Lori, I think I need to do this perfectly. Yeah, yeah. What Mm -hmm. is that? Um, Yeah. And why? No, I don't. I need to do it to the best of my ability, but I'm going to mess up and it's fine. No one's, no one's looking for perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're looking for authentic and real and humble and honest. I don't know. It's not, Nobody wants plastic. Yeah. Well, so I've got a question as a friend to you then. So, and people listening, is it helpful when people affirm your performance or is it more helpful when it's like, I affirm who AB is apart from performance? Like what actually bolsters your spirit? Right. Um, I, I don't know if this is a good answer, but it feels like both. So when it's just been only, we love all the things that you're doing and your accomplishments that can feel hollow. But if you don't notice those things and you only say like, I like your personality or who you are or whatever, then it feels like, but the core of three is like accomplishing and like doing things. So yeah. I think if it's only accomplishes and not who I am, then it can feel like, shoot, I got to keep doing that. So people let me, it feels yeah. like both. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. I've also heard threes, not to like hone in on threes too much, but I've heard yeah. threes um, are typically their number one, their own number one critic. I mean, we all are to some degree, but I've heard three is more critical towards themselves than anybody else. And so it's, it, you have to deliver hard messages to a three, pretty fragile hmm. because you've already told yourself the message, whatever the criticism is, a three's probably already told themselves that. Yes. And so it's been helpful for me in my friendships with threes to, to know that and then to be fragile in how I deliver truth or hard yes. things. Yes. I don't know if that's true. Nope. I think that's great. Not that you can't take it, but it, it's. It's sensitive ground. Yep. I mean, that makes a ton of sense. Um, as a seven, what, what do you need from a friend? Would you say? Oh, you, oh, well, here's something funny. So I'm at Andy Downs. One of the things that somebody said on that podcast was the more you're moving towards health, the harder it should be for somebody to pinpoint your Enneagram 
Right. And I can't tell you how many people are like, you're an obvious seven. <laughs> like, Nailed it. Come on, you guys. <laughs> Am I an integrated person? Do I have all these facets? No, come I on, though. be a more clear, <laughs> wounded individual. <laughs> seven. Seven. So as a seven, I need a friend to be like, let's go do whatever you want. Let's just go have fun. Let's yeah. go. You want to go get drinks? Let's go get drinks. You want to go bungee jump? Let's go bungee jump. I... I feel so loved by shared experiences. Mm. And so I want somebody who's just jump in with me. Let me be spontaneous. Yes. You know, those sorts of things. So, and I think on probably a deeper level, um, the core fear of a seven is that we won't be taken care of. Yes. And we won't be provided for. And I think that's really true. Like I, that's some of the core of Zach and I's fights are, are you going to care for me? And not just like financially or something like that. That's part of it. Yeah. But are you going to, are you going to care for my heart when I'm in a really hard place in life? Yeah. Are you going to leave when you see how messy it is? Are you going to care for it? Are you going to provide for it? You know, those sorts of things. So that's been really helpful for me. I don't, I don't know that I would have been able to pinpoint that, but the Enneagram has been helpful. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Mm. Dude. I'll tell you what too. Seven. We like cannot be tied down. <laughs> That's like our core fear is feeling like we are attached and can't breathe. Wait, here's my question though. So how does this work as a married seven? Do you feel that? In- I do. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. If Zach doesn't give me, I mean, you remember oh. when Zach and I were engaged, I was like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm suffocating. Yes. He, he keeps coming after me. I don't want anything to do with him. He keeps He likes me. He keeps he coming over. Me. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> but the moment he was, he was like, Lori, if you need to go you can go. Mm. If you need to end this, you can end this. Then I was like, oh yeah, now I'm all in. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> but if I feel suffocated, bleh, I'm all, I can't, I can't breathe. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. seven's have problems. Oh, I remember that. No, I think it's, yeah. Seven's the most fun though. You guys are. And you're the number that loves being your number. Every other number is like, Pfft. yeah. Seven's like, <laughs> yes, I scored a seven. I know. I want to be a seven too. So, but we're also the most un- we are the least in touch with our heart's emotions on the is whole. That the thing? Really? Yes. Huh. We don't have a clue what's going I on and we don't care. I feel like you're an, in a, you are a healthy seven because you are. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm very unhealthy and I admit that. Oh my gosh. I have a good time, but. I have a good time. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, get serious. Um, Aim, any regrets for this year? Yeah. Yes. Sure do. I'm always, I'm always silencing the inner critic going on, but, uh, I, yeah, some regrets I have is having, um, too high of expectations for my children, not letting them be the kids and the learners that they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and then having like, bigger responses than is needed in that situation. So, you know, I should probably expect that my 12 year old is going to have some snarky, some snarky responses in various situations. Right. It's part of being 12, you mean? It's part of being 12. Um, And that doesn't mean that we don't expect that he's going to have uh, proper behavior and like, he's going to learn what is going to, what he should or should not say. Right. But I need, he needs to be able to fail into grace instead of fail into, um, 
me being so mad about it that he was a poor reflection of me in that comment in that moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where my husband is so much better at this like if there's a snarky comment around other people I think oh my gosh you just embarrassed me um, yeah. and Rob just looks at him side eye and is like huh try that again buddy <laughs> right. and I'm like giving him dagger eyes and I'm thinking I'm gonna have a word with you right after this like pull his ear across the you totally. know <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. And, I, and it's a reflection of me. So I think I, I regret, uh, and that's a three issue as well that we want to look shiny. We want to mm-hmm. look the part, we want to look together. And if our kids make us not look shiny, and, and I, I don't, I, I want to see them as like the, the way you learn is because you fail, right? Right, like, right, right. That's huge. And they need to be able to fail into grace. Um, it's good. Yeah. So uh, lots, I'm learning a lot about that and myself. And that's a conversation I'm having with God a lot. I remember even Zach brought up, I don't know if it was like a blog post you had or Instagram said something, I don't remember what you had, but it was to the idea of um, letting your kids like just be who they are. Yeah. And that had Zach and I a lot because like I want my firstborn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's just a lot, he's a lot different than Zach and I both. And he likes different things and Mm -hmm. it's sometimes really hard to not force him to be like us or to enjoy the things that we enjoy. That's been, that's been really tough in parenting lately. Yes, it is hard. Mm-hmm. So I resonate with you in some of those ways. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Regrets? Yeah, I think like, um, I think one of my regrets and like kind of in the process of it right now, maybe I think like, so I started this like new job. So it's been like this new beginning, mm-hmm. but I, and this is a seven, this is what a seven does in the Enneagram like I will make such a clear divide in like beginnings and ends. And so it's like, I had this new beginning, this job. Mm -hmm. And so I find myself just like forgetting all my like past relationships, forgetting the things that like have, like I just have forgot my roots in a lot of ways. Um, And so I'm, I think I actually, I'm actively regretting that. I, I just think a seven makes a clear divide. I start yeah. something new. I'm all in. Like we are yeah. all in on whatever we're doing. And you're done with and this other thing that you were just hundred percent. Mm. You just cut things off. Yeah. And so I've got to be careful not to burn bridges. Yeah. With old friends, old relationships. Cause they're really, they really matter to me and they're really important to me. Yeah. Um, but I find myself headlong into something else. Yeah. So we've got to find a way to like strike a balance. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard because again, it's like I'm wired to be all in. And so I don't know, I don't know how to be all in on several different things. That, and I think that is difficult. I think, I think that is hard. I think we can only be all in in so many things, right? I don't, I feel, I don't know if you feel like this. Maybe this is like 30s, 40s, something. I'm feeling, I'm feeling my limitations more as a person. Yes. I just yes. feel like I can't, I cannot keep up these relationships. I, I just used to be able to have all my irons in the fire, but I can't anymore. No, my friend has this great analogy about relationships. She's like, imagine a, uh, like a six piece Lego, like a Lego with a six top connector. Mm -hmm. And if we only have that many connectors, um, and if your husband is one of them and you got say three kids, Mm -hmm. what I have two other connector spots, like totally connecting spots. Totally. Um, and you know, maybe some of our Legos are eight tops or maybe some are four, you know, it depends on how we're made. Right. Right. But like, who are we to think that this is, we can connect forever with all these spaces. Right. Places. Right. And every, I think every season of life is a little bit different too. Yeah. Like, I just think like right now I'm working full time nine to five. So I get home and I'm like, I want to see my kids. Like right. I actually want to spend time with them. And so it means I'm not going out with friends as much or, uh-huh. 
whatever. But like when I wasn't working, I didn't want to see my kids at night. Because you <laughs> were with them all day. Yeah. All day, yeah. So it's just a different season of life. And I think you've yeah. got to be able to adjust to those without feeling shame or guilt. Mm. That's another thing. I think another thing I'm learning is we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. Yeah, I preach. You know? Yep. If we had self-compassion and we were kind and empathetic in our, in our internal narrative, we're going we're gonna to speak that out to others and we're all going to be freed up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Yep. So yep. I yeah. think that's a good word. Um, would you, okay. As you think about this year, any advice you would give? Yeah. I think any it's of like, our listeners. Yeah. I think it's um, kind of related to like what I'm learning this year. I think listeners, wherever you are, like put aside what you think you're supposed to be and lean into like who you really feel like God has wired you to be. Yeah. Because the most alive version of yourself is going to be the most influential version of yourself, the most, like you're going to go to bed at night a lot more at peace if you lean into yourself. Yes. I just, when you live so fragmented, it's just not peaceful. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, again, it might be cliche, but that's sort of learning. So that's my advice. Right. Here's a question on that one. I mean, you might know the answer, you may not, but how, how, how do you, how do you figure out when you're, when you're fragmented and when you're more living more an integrated self? That's a good question. Cause you feel that right now you feel more integrated and more yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel actually really at ease with my life. My life yeah. feels not easy, but it feels, I feel more at ease. Yeah. Like I, I don't feel volatile in my marriage. That's typically a signal. Like if I'm volatile with Zach, mm-hmm. I know something's off. It's often yeah. an indicator. Um, so again, my life doesn't feel easy, but I feel at ease handling situations. Yeah. I think that's been a major indicator for me. How at ease am I with life? Yeah. Hmm. Do you have a thought on that? No, it's something I want to think about. Like when it, it does to me feels like when there's less on my plate and I'm only doing a few specific things that I can do well. Mm-hmm. versus feeling like I'm trying to do a lot of different things that I'm like okay at. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. doing less but doing what I'm designed to do. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's not a lot. Like I'm my only kid's mother. Like I'm, there's that. Totally. <laughs> right. And then maybe one or two other things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I for think sure. I could tend to pick up a lot of other things because if I'm searching for significance, I'm going to try to do all the things I can, you know? Right. Right. Yep. I think that's a really good point. That's I don't know. Point. No, I, I love that. What about um, you? Do you have advice you give listeners? Yeah. Yeah. This I, year? The one piece sure. of advice, and I'm saying this to myself, and this is from a book called um, Controlling Anger Before It Controls You. He has a line in there that says, um, God will factor in your imperfections in his perfect plan. It's mm. good. Yeah, because I tend to think I need to remove my imperfe- my imperfections so that God's plan can can work. No, no, he he's he knows he's working with imperfect humans. Like he he has fathered imperfect people. He loves us. We're in this relationship, and um, it's all it's all it's all factored in in his perfect plan, and it's okay. Yes, yes. you know, good. there's grace there for you. I know. I feel like so often, um, like to relate. I feel like I view life as a trajectory towards perfection yeah. and like at 65 or something I'll have 
you know, reach this like pinnacle of my version of perfection. Yes. You know, and it's just not that way. Like you, I think honestly, the older I get, the messier I get. Yes. Like I'm way less convinced of my right thinking now that I was five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more gray, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a really good word. Oh my gosh. The one thing, um, that has been actually just, um, speaking to me is there's a, a, a line in the book of Hebrews that says we can boldly come to the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy and grace in our time of need. And I think, Oh, the throne that God sits on is called grace. Yeah, it's good. It's a throne of grace that he's like, mm-hmm. it's not of judgment. He's not like, sorry, sorry, you can't come here. No, he sits upon grace and is like, come on, you can come at any time, especially in your time yeah. of need. Like it ends in your time of need. So I'm like, oh, yeah, the goal good. isn't perfect. The goal is coming to a throne of grace. Like that's what we want to right. say right. we were doing. That's really good. Yeah, I think that's a major encouragement. I, I mean, I was telling you this a little bit before too. Like I'm in a major like faith not crossroads that's way overstating it but there's an evolution of my faith happening yes but because of it it's like I don't feel near as tidy as I used to like Mm. I've got a lot of theology being called the question I don't call God into question I call how this thing of faith lives itself out like practically practical theology of this yeah but I'm like way less like I said I'm way less tidy I'm way less cleaned up than I was six months ago yeah with that said though it's like the, the less tidy I feel and the less like I'm sure about things, I'm experiencing God's grace in a way that's like way deeper than I've experienced before. And so things are in question, I think, in my journey, but his grace is like sweeter and deeper than it's been. So it's really interesting. Thanks, Because you want to like clench. I feel like I want to clench on to like, mm. I think right about these things or something. But the- yeah. The more I clench on the right thinking, the less I experience his grace. Mm. So, like you're leaving room for him to speak into that. Yeah. So I think like your Hebrews reference is really powerful and helpful. Mm. All right. Let's wrap this up. One last okay. question. What's up? Wait, you got yeah. any summer fun hopes, dreams as you think about the rest of the summer? I know what we got. A month left? Is that it? Yeah-ish. Six weeks or so. Um, I, so this weekend, Zach and I are going on the bourbon trail in Kentucky. Fun. So that's our summer plan, uh, which is really fun. Just a quick little weekend, but without yes. kids, it'd be really fun. That'll be it's been so a long fun. time since we've gotten like a weekend without kids. Yes. Good for you guys. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. Um, that's our big plan. And then, I love that. yeah, I don't know what else. That's all I've got. Nothing crazy. Yeah. We're adjusting to life with jobs and that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. Mm, that's fun. You're going to have fun. Yeah. Summer fun dreams, hopes. I really, <laughs> I have a dream of doing a night of camping. Um, oh, well, we'll go together. I know you, you have camped, but we don't have any gear or stuff and we're not campers. We got uh, it all. We got tents. We go every need. You got it all. We, we, need, it all. we, should, we should come down yeah, here and camp at night. We'll double. Just, I just want one night with to camp. And my, but my, my 12 year old is like, I don't want to camp. Yeah. But I might do some forced family fun on that one and be like, oh, uh, yeah, you're camping. We're roasting a hot dog. We're doing it. Get in the van. Get in the van. This will be fun. Right? Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys got to do it. Do some s'mores. 
Yeah. One of those, one of those like little grilled cheese packs. Yeah, something. Just camp things. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. All right. Hey, good chatting for our, our one year reflection here. I know. Signing off until next episode. Uh huh. Hopefully closer together than <laughs> the last. All right, listeners, we hope that you guys are also having a good summer. Maybe you're camping, maybe you're hitting up the bourbon trail as well. Uh, we just hope that you're having a great summer. Thanks for listening to The Big Tap. We need you guys to hop over to our Instagram right now, and we need some real facts on this question. Do you like mayo or do you not like mayo? These are the questions that we need some real facts on. Um, so hop over there, let us know your thoughts on mayo, and then also while you're there, if you've got it in you, let us know what are some regrets that you've had maybe from this year or what are you learning about yourself, about the world, about your friends, you know, those sorts of things. What are you learning this year? We would love to hear from you on those things. So, Hey, again, thanks for being patient with us as we get those episodes out to you. We hope you're having a fun time with them just as we are. Um, and we will get a next episode out to you as soon as we can. And we cannot wait uh, to reveal to you some really fun things in store for the big top in the future. So, all right, y'all we'll see you next episode. We love you. Enjoy your circus today.